welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, angels. So exciting every time. (laughs) It is, especially when it's like, I don't know. I I just, I I love it every time we do it. It's there's something different, some sort of magic happening. Yeah. And I feel like today, like it was, it was almost like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I was like, how about this? And then bing, (laughs) like, just like the light turned on. So it is almost like we are literally like the the wave just started and y'all are coming with us through the entire riding of the wave. (laughs) Join us for wave-like activities. Yes. Sometimes we've already been riding the wave and we show up, you know, a, a little bit like on the on the down part, but no, we're 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 jumping right in, right yes. at the inspiration point. Episode one fourteen. Woohoo! And keep your hands inside the ride at all times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seat belt engaged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is gonna be a good one because it's it's you know, I mean they're all good ones, but I'm really feeling this one. Well, I think too is because it's such a mainstream uh thing it's such a cliche it's become a buzzword um and i feel that you know let's let's demystify it like i don't even know if that's a word but it's It's okay (laughs) like you know let's really break it down into not the buzzword like a definition let's really get into the idea of loving ourselves self-love it's such you hear it everywhere you hear it you know people are seeking it you know people are striving they're healing towards it i'm working on it everybody's working on it like you know and each one of us has a different definition of what that is but we're kind of here to help you let go of those definitions into I think open our eyes to a bigger picture of what that means. And I am almost 99.8% positive. Each of you will realize how much more you're doing towards the act of loving yourself than you actually realize you're doing. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily fall in the category that's been defined by social media, by society, by the word, by all the people trying to sell you something like <laughs> it, it doesn't fall in those definitions. So we don't ever take credit for it. Yeah. And I think that that's sometimes a disservice to those who are really trying to work with learning how to love themselves, accept themselves, even, you know, whatever that is. I know when I started, I just wanted to accept who I was. I wasn't even looking for like, I wasn't even looking for, I just wanted to accept like, here I am. It's okay that I am who I am, the way I am, how I am. Stop beating myself up. I'd like to do that. I just would like to stop like hating on myself so much. Like, you know, (laughs) I wanted relief. And when I did start that process, I, I felt it challenging, but at the same time, the further I went, the more I understood about what actually loving yourself is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the truth, right? Like we all start from somewhere of this is not how to do this. You know, like I can't, I can't carry on like this. You know, we get to a point of this is the darkest time of my life, or this is the worst time of my life, or this is the hardest time of my life, you know, and that's usually how most people step into the space of like, well, I got to do something to feel better. Right. And, and we hear that, you know, like, well, you got to love yourself. You can't love somebody until you love yourself. You know, self-love is the most important thing. You can't pour from an empty cup, like all these, like, you know, all of these things that are really great concepts, but when you're in that dark place, how the hell do you even access that? Like you were saying, you know, like I'm, if I'm in a self-hating place, 
what you're telling me to get at is like unfathomable. I mean, it is literally a joke in my brain. (laughs) I need to have like a baby, baby step. Like, I don't want to hate myself today needs to be my baby step. You know, if that's where I'm at, but we don't like we, and I say we, because I feel like, um, even when you presented this, I thought, you know, I want to start using that word more often when I'm sharing in my posts, you know, that I am taking care of myself and that these are acts of self-love because it helps illustrate to people what that is. You know, like if I can say, you know, you got to love yourself, then when I'm also posting about my life and the journey that I'm on, you know, being able to share that as this is an act of self-love as well, so that people can really kind of get more of the the specific parts of it and not just have these dang blanket statements that feel like, okay, great. So you just threw a blanket over my head. I don't have whatever it is you're telling me I need to do. I don't have it. I don't have the tools or I would be doing it. <laughs> so like, give me something I can actually grasp. Give me something that actually makes sense for me so that I can then build on it. And it is buildable. You know, I mean, I think that that's the beauty, the beautiful part about it is that you know, we do build on, on good feelings when we can access them. It's just a matter of, you know, accessing them, starting with neutral, you know, absolutely makes so much sense because that's, that's hard for a lot of people to achieve as it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why we, I mean, we've not only done neutral observer twice in the series, like there's a reason we push that idea and, you know, whether you call it neutral observer being the witness, it's basically, seeing and feeling what's happening but yet at the same time stepping back from it as if it's like a movie and it you in order to gain perspective you need to step back out of the the situation to understand the emotions and where they come from and you know what why is it there and what did you expect that was on that was unreasonable or maybe that was in that person was incapable of doing or you know whatever the situation was but yeah. And something you said, I I just like perked my ears up. You know, you can't, one of the buzzwords is, and I know RuPaul says it all the time, you, cow, you can't love your, you can't love others until you love yourself. What does that mean? Because so yeah. many of us people pleasers are like, what do you mean? I love yeah. people all the time. Right. That's you my do. problem. My problem yeah. is loving people. Right. <laughs> but and it's not that, and it's not that it's not coming from a pure of heart. It's not that you're not loving them. It's just that it fulfills something within you that's not yet been fulfilled. So is the love truly unconditional or is the love, I I don't like that word unconditional, but is the love truly from a pure space or is it from a need to fulfill something within you in order to, you know, do you you know what I get where I'm getting? That's why that statement is kind of in some ways true. Um, Forgive the the noise my cat is lamenting um she is singing nobody's loving me right now (laughs) the song of her people um yes oh she brought me a mouse because she wants to play now anyways yeah i know i hear you so she you know so when you talk about loving others is that you love others because you know oh my hold on guys come on (laughs) it's all good She's going to get louder and louder. Yeah. Um, she, so when, you know, we're loving others, there isn't, it doesn't come from that space of seeing them in an unconditional light. It, yeah. In some ways it does, but not entirely. There's something, there's an, a, there's a tiny bit of an agenda there. It's not, yeah. it's not a hundred percent from that space of that person is a human and I see them as a human and I see their light and I love them, you know, in all their totality. Right. Because if we don't love ourselves in that, in, in that, all, in that totality, then we can't access that for other people. Right. You know, like we're accessing something different when we are loving other people and we don't love ourselves. There's a, a different dynamic to what that act of love is. It's to gain something or um, to, f- like you had said, to fulfill something or to create an emotion that makes you feel good because you don't feel good. And so that makes it feel like love, but is it love that we're really giving or are we just having love for people because we do have love for people, but like having 
the 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 attachment to what it means what we're that what those acts of love mean you know more than anything and that's that's the thing is like I think when we when we talk about this it's like what is the feeling of love and what is the act of love those things get really switched up (laughs) when we start talking about loving someone it's like yeah you know like if I love you does that mean I have to do things for you (laughs) no huh well, then why do I do things for you to show you my love, <laughs> right? Like to prove my love, like, oh, okay. You know, and and why do I want those things done to me to feel loved, right? Like, because I've put so much emphasis on those things equaling love that now I, my worthiness is tied to whether or not people are doing it for me, you know, like it turns into this whole mess, And what we're really saying with self-love is a whole bunch of other things. Like self-love is like this big umbrella and underneath it is like self-acceptance, boundary setting, knowing yourself, honoring your heart and soul, like, you know, trying to reach the deepest awareness that you possibly can about yourself. I mean, there's so much underneath that self-love. It's not just feeling awesome about yourself, which is what it feels like it's presented to like you know to, to society like well acts of self-love is spoiling yourself like not really because setting a boundary feels an awful lot <laughs> like a super painful shock to my system that is not <laughs> how however it is an act of self-love because I am loving on myself by setting a boundary so you know like that's that's what I think and I'm excited about to being here today to talk about is that kind of stuff of being like all right like let's take the fluffy and like put it where it goes fluffy can be there but let's talk about the loving your whole self and what that looks like yeah because i agree i agree i think it's depicted that if you love yourself the whole world is at your feet and what you don't realize is it's already there yeah it's already there you you can do the things that they tell you you can do after you love yourself Mm -hmm. It's already there. There's, I think when you love yourself, it isn't a moment, a crescendo moment, a climax moment where you all of a sudden feel the things that you always wanted to feel for yourself. And you're like, I love you. And you're having that moment and that is not going to happen. Okay. All I can see is Cher and Clueless when she walks by the fountain and she's like, oh my God. I love Josh. Like it's like the yeah. moment of like, here it is. And the fountain explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden opportunity shows up and everything goes the way you want to go. Yeah. That's really not how it works. Yeah. It's an ever evolving understanding of who you are, of yeah. what is inside you. And, mm-hmm. you know, and even like Vanessa, you were talking before or maybe even recently on the podcast about self, you know, that's shadow work and how, you know, shadow work doesn't necessarily seem like self-love or, you know, what, what do we do with it when we do what, it, what part of does that play? And when we, when I stepped into that space of trying to gain acceptance, like just acceptance, like, I don't want to hate, a lot of it had to do with the self-awareness of why I wasn't being self-accepted. Like what were the tapes? What were the narratives? What were the things? And a lot of that had to do with diving deep into the parts of myself that I considered not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Which, <laughs> can be a very deep and ugly and, and very uncomfortable dive. But it also makes me understand on the other side of it, mind you, I also understand now is that all of that shadow, all that is there is all the things that at some point in time, me or someone in my life that is supposed to take care of me has deemed not good or unkind or not worthy. And what I realized is that a lot of the things that are the best things about me were put there because they were, they made me feel like it was not enough or unworthy. Like my, I cry at everything. Like I cry when I'm happy, sad, mad, glad, whatever. Mm -hmm. I cry. 
and that I'm too over, I'm overly emotional. Not that overly is a, like the, it's like that is some of the, my best features. And I didn't realize that I kept them in the shadows because of how often they were rejected. So yeah. I labeled them as not good enough. There's so much there that when we realize holds our light and holds the best parts about who we are, once we can take the labels off and say, oh, that person just didn't know how to deal with my emotions. That's why I was being overly emotional. It wasn't that the emotions were bad. It was their inability to handle them. Right. And then in in that, my reaction to them not being able to handle it I can change <laughs> and make this an act of self-love. <laughs> yeah. So it just, for me, it, in in the shadow, a lot of it was seeing what was there, but also seeing the reaction and, and the fallout from having my upbringing, my own woundings, my own trauma, my trauma responses all live in my shadow. Yeah. Yeah. But I think part of, self-care when it comes to shadow work is giving every single one of those trauma responses or the creation of them or the emotions that they've created a seat at the table yeah. they have a lot to say yeah i mean they they're coming they're coming to the table anyway but we'd like to invite them instead of them coming and flipping it over which yeah. is usually what they do yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they have to because yeah. if you think about it how when we're in self-rejection we reject those parts of us because we, that's why they're in shadow. Right. We've rejected those parts of us. So they sit in the shadow. They never get heard. The only way they get heard is if they do some sabotage. Yes. You know, that's where the brain takes those things that are in our shadow and makes them a big deal so that we stop, so that they sabotage our happiness or they sabotage something we're working on, or there's yes. a self-sabotage or we have an emotional breakdown of sorts it has to go to extremes for us to hear it because we've ignored it and not dealt with that. Yeah. And, and, and you're all asking like, okay, this is shadow work, but what about self-love? What is it? Those are parts of us friends. Those are parts of us. Emotions are reactions to energies at the time. It's an energy energetic reaction to an event. Mm -hmm. They're parts of us. And we've chosen not to listen to what they have to say so they kind of sit down in the basement, like, you know, like your 36 year old brother who has not left the house yet. Like they hang out down there and they get angrier and angrier and up, more upset. Self-love is loving those parts of us. Yeah. Is loving the parts that are there and saying, wow, I did you a disservice. I am sorry. I, you know, I am, he, here's the microphone. Please. What, what is it? What do you have to say? What's happening? Loving, not celebrating, right? Like, because I think we have the tendency to switch those two words up and say, well, I don't want to love that part of me. That part of me is dark. Like, okay, we're not telling you to celebrate it, to bring it out and troll it around and be like, this is super awesome. Look at how toxic I can be. Like, it's not (laughs) that. It's more just being like, wow, I understand why you're here and like we're going to work on this because we I don't want you to feel like you're invalid toxicity no. because you got here for a reason. Yeah. And and in understanding it that's when we can do the work to heal to transmute it to or to use it as a way of helping others like you know that's what healers do we take our own pain and woundings and we work through them heal them and then we help others do the same that's kind of the purpose of life. Um yes. and So, but in order to do that, I think in order to have acceptance, you have to have neutrality because you can't judge yourself for the trauma responses that were created by someone else or by situations that were out of control. And you have to have a modicum, even just a tiny spark of compassion in order to see the pain and, and what exists there, or even whatever emotion exists there, anger, pain upset sadness grief even happiness and joy sometimes live in our shadow yeah. and because we reject it because we're not supposed to feel that way because we're we're self-punishing like right. so having that compassion for that moment where we had decided that that thing was no good or that was unworthy or not enough 
it's it's just you you almost have to have a little bit of like that sense of oh wow that's awful like that real sense of compassion um and that's i mean that's that's all self care that's all self love like even the desire to do the work it's self love because you're saying to yourself and your emotions and the everything that exists in you within your shadow world you're important you're important enough for me to pay attention i'm listening like no one else ever listened in their entire life you're changing the narrative that lives inside you when you do that type of work mm-hmm. yeah it's super true and and it's like hard for i mean it is hard for people to understand that because we we believe that our demons are the worst you yeah. know like we believe that our shadows are like oh, oh my god if that ever came out you know everybody would hate me but it was if, if i'm sitting in front of somebody and it comes out from them i can absolutely be like that's not the person you are today you know like look at how far you've grown. You know, like I can love your shadow. <laughs> like I can, I can absolutely have compassion for your shadow. I can sit. I mean, I sit day after day with people and validate their shadows and then have deep difficulty with mine, you know? And it's like, <laughs> uh, there, there, there came a turning point in my life where I was like, well, that feels really weird. Why don't I examine that so that I can see how I'm holding myself back. And for, you know, the motivation to do this work, you know, it comes from a whole bunch of different places. You know, I mean, sometimes people do it because they do fall for somebody and they want to be a good partner, you know, because they're just like, it's time to do that work and show up as a good partner. Sometimes we're doing it because we become parents and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to share. I don't want to pass this stuff down. So I'm going to, you know, there's various reasons why we do it. Um, But we're usually lost. We're usually kind of flapping out there, taking bubble baths and being like, why isn't it working? You know, or like (laughs) going and getting a massage and being like, well, now like I, my body feels good, but my brain is still like a total hot mess. It wasn't this supposed to relax me, you know? And it's like, no, we got some other stuff. It's, it's in, it's, it's like you do them together, you know, and that's where you do the releasing and the learning and the, the allowances of the, the totality of self-love that you, you've got to do more than one thing in order for it to add up to feeling good about yourself the 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 pinnacle of self-love is the acceptance that you will continuously find awareness and work on things but that it will not always feel the way that it feels the first time that you will feel sometimes you know icky about it you know like obviously you know we 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 come up against stuff and we're like son of a bitch (laughs) wow that was hidden deep (laughs) you know like did not see that coming but as we're laughing about it now it's kind of how it comes up of being like all right I've seen I have enough evidence of every other time that I've done this really leveling me up and really like releasing so many things that I don't want to hold on to that I'm ready to do the work now I'm ready to to look at that shadow in the face ask it what it's here to tell me and like shine some light on it so that it doesn't have to live in the darkness so that it is not something that I reject anymore it's something that I understand you know like again I don't need to celebrate it but I also I just need to not reject it and understand and it's it's in so many parts of our lives that I think it gets overwhelming, you know, and that's, you know, where, when I'm sitting with a client, I'm like, listen, we're, we're just going to do one thing at a time and let the chain of events happen. Let yourself lead you into what the next thing is, because you, when you do it that way, you're always going to be ready. You're not always going to feel ready, but you're always going to f- be ready to do that work because it's, it's, it's a staircase. Once you've mastered this level you'll climb the next one and it will feel a little weird because you're on a different level, but it just keeps, it just keeps getting better after, you know, after you keep doing it. And for, you know, like for the clients that I, that I sit with and we, we talk about self-love, it's like, we go way back to all of those messages that were not, that were installed in us about those shadows that were installed in us about what it's like to 
praise yourself, you know, like all, all of those things, because if you don't access the programming, you're slapping on a bandaid and the, the wound will reopen and the bandaid will just completely fall off. Um, and that's, you know, the, that's, that's the reason for doing it on a deep level and not doing it on a superficial, you know, spiritual bypassing level of just being like, well, I'm light now. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> A friend, a, a balanced person. You know, there's a reason why that symbol, that yin and yang symbol exists. Yeah. There, that's why balance is a buzzword now. Is is not only balance in life and work-life balance, but energetic balance. You have to have you can have light, but unless you have shadow, there's no contrast to the light. Right. And and you know, without it. Here's an unpopular opinion. I'm going to say it. I'm going to share it. It's my opinion alone. And you can have light all day. But unless you have your shadow and know your shadow and have been in touch with your shadow, your light doesn't always ring true or work with those of us who are still in our shadow. Mm -hmm. 100%. If you don't have an understanding of what pain is, grief, and all of that, it's hard to work with people who are experiencing that to help them come and see their own light. You have to understand how that works in order to help shine light for those who are unable to see their own. That's the purpose of balance. That's the purpose of that symbol is that you have to have both and you can't just, it's all light. It was all meant to be, you know, no spirit doesn't make mistakes. And and yes, there are things in life that that you see the synchronicities and you're like, yeah, that was kind of orchestrated by something outside of me. But it's not always that way. There are yeah, people. It doesn't always have to be seen that way, right? Like, and yeah. it, 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 I will say this: like a high percentage of the time, afterwards we see it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like a high percentage of the time, we look back and go, oh, <laughs> like there it is pretty light right now because I, what i was thinking when i was in it was just yeah okay okay i can see that but the bypassing of it of being like oh this is fine is like you're not like it's not fine because you're not allowing the entire process to make it fine you're not allowing all pieces of it to show up so that you can give it a hug and you know hold its <laughs> hand and 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 walk with it you're just kind of like you know, blinding it and hoping that that's good enough. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I just, I encourage you to be careful. Yeah. Don't love and light yourself to death. Don't love and light yourself out of your issues. No, we don't necessarily have to relive our trauma in all aspects, but we have to also include it in our lives and say, yeah, it's there. It's there. Don't have to run through it, work through it, live through it. But it doesn't mean that it's not wanting to be acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there was something that you were talking about before we jumped on that I was like, okay, like with a, it like hit and hit the nail on the head for me. Like I've been doing like a, 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 what feels like mountains of work on myself. And like, basically since new years, <laughs> it's like 2023 came in and was like, all right, buckle up because it's, ha it's all going to happen right now. I mean, literally midnight struck and realizations start downloads and everything started to come in and wrecked my like <laughs> world <laughs> in a way that like you know it's tower moment after tower moment which is a good thing in the end but not a bad and not a good feeling but I felt I feel like it's important for us like we're talking about like the concept of it we're talking about some of it but maybe if we are sharing some of our examples of what it's like to do that self-love work in like re in real time you know or like um one of the things that you had brought up was like emotional maturity you know and really like checking out where that came from and where we really are like that's some shitty shadow work to do sometimes to be like well i was acting like a petulant eight-year-old yeah i'm not happy that i did that but i'm so, gonna go into it with some compassion and figure out why that was what i could access <laughs> so 
we all know there is a there is a phrase running all over Instagram right now and probably Facebook and TikTok, but about how emotionally mature children grow up to be immature, emotionally immature adults. Yeah. It it is so fucking true. Um, or at least in my experience. <laughs> you know, when you're the you're when you're when you grew up, do they always say, Oh, you're so mature for your age or you oh, know, whatever. You're so, you've got such a good head for a kid. You're so whatever. You're so grown up already. That was me, my, like most of my childhood. There's a reason I got into bars before I was 21. It's because I was that emotionally mature person. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was emotionally mature for a child, but not as an adult. I wasn't emotionally mature. It did not equal I was acting like an adult. Yeah. It just meant, I was more emotionally mature than people they've experienced at that age because I was expected to do things like an adult at my, at that, at that young age. And and, adult action trained. Right. So there is a sense. Now, when we emotionally mature, usually it's through experiences. It's through our parents. It's learning how to have um, a bigger understanding but when people see you as emotional mature as a child, they tend to go hands off. Yeah. They tend to automatically think they don't have to do any of the emotional work because of the fact that you're so emotionally mature in that moment. And you're helping the people who are also adults who are emotionally immature. So you're taking care of them. It's like, have you ever been that caretaker of the people in your life? You know, that's, that's, you know, it's, I think it's also a symptom of people pleasing. Yeah. Well, That's, it becomes a badge of honor that then you can't drop because then you, you lose your identity. So, and this is funny because it's, it's happened in the last, I think, couple of years where I've started to begin to realize that how I was throwing as an adult, throwing temper tantrums. And not in a way that was really conducive to the solution mm-hmm. or well-being. It was just very, and I also look at things like I'm finding that I have a hard time relating to people who are emotionally mature. Like mm-hmm. I don't get it or I don't understand or like I act like I, I'm a kid when I walk into a place and I have to ask for something. Or they like, seem like they don't care enough. Right. Like. I, I start to get like all stammery and like not sure what to say. And and I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Well, it's it's because I'm I'm emotionally immature. I'm stuck at the age of my trauma, or I was. Now I'm working on that. I'm becoming more evolved as I do, as you do when you go through therapy and you realize you're emotionally immature. Um I just didn't realize like I don't have the ability. No, I'm going to scratch that. Erase, erase, delete, burn, whatever. (laughs) I have begun learning the ability of conflict resolution where my immaturity shows up is the ability to, is the ability to have conflict in my adult life without wanting to run away and be, and be afraid and to not like when people shout, I like cower. Like I want to like run away. Like I want to go find a closet somewhere and hide. Like I don't have the ability to have conflicts with other people and have the ability. I didn't until recently and, and to talk it through, to work it through. It is just recently in the past couple of years, realizing those things about myself, shadow, (laughs) shadow, um, Mm -hmm. and understanding where they came from and why my conflict resolution is so immature that I realized is that it's because I never learned how to have it. There was no how to have conflict resolution because there was none in my life. No one ever taught me how to step back and hear the other person and listen to that person because it didn't exist in my world. My emotionally, my mother is emotionally immature. So Therefore, she didn't have conflict resolution ability. Um, my dad is the same, was the same way. So it was like, I had no one to teach me how to show me that 
being upset at each other doesn't mean they're taking their love away, even though that's the way it was in my in my world, because that's how they resolve conflict. Threaten the person, threaten the one thing, the reason why the person knowing, take their love away and they'll act in the way that you want them to act. That's the way my family worked. Oh, so yeah. When I had conflict, people, what turned me into a people pleaser is like, cause I, I wanted to be loved and important and like whatever. And I realized that that's an immature, emotionally immature act. And my unwillingness to have conflict has created, and it also created that immature um, emotional reaction in me and keeping the conflict to a minimum, not being able to deal with conflict. Um, I have actively been working on that in the last couple of years and beginning to kind of help my inner self kind of mature a little bit so that I don't react like a high schooler or like a middle schooler, like a third grader. Like <laughs> that was so hard to see it and was. so hard to admit. In the moment we're in our fight or flight that our reasoning doesn't exist there. Yeah. You know, like our, we, we don't have the ability to just automatically turn that on. We're in fight or flight and we're going to do what is about the safety part of it. And we're going to create the safety by using that mechanism. So therefore we're going to feel right about it, you know? And that's like the worst part <laughs> is well, looking back and being like, damn. And when you fear abandonment from the people that love you or that are supposed to love you, you will do yeah. everything and anything to prevent that, yeah. to, to not have that happen. Right. And when you... When the one thing that you feel is special about you, i.e. emotional, you're an emotionally mature child, like, because that's where people have given you praise and the only place they give you praise, you're going to, you're going to feel as an adult, which is, well, I don't say you're going to, you possibly, because I felt this way, but you possibly could feel like you failed as the adult because you're no longer there's no praise there because you're an emotional basket case like, right. uh -huh. or you're emotionally unstable because of the fear of abandonment, the fear of love, you being taken away from you, like yeah. the fear you're the reason why they're upset of being responsible for the upset. Like yeah. there's all of that. And right. because you're no longer being able to run the show with your maturity. Right. Like, so it feels so foreign to be like, I normally can people please my way out of this, or I normally, you know, am, am the diplomatic one, or I normally whatever. And it's like, oh no, like I've lost that. I've lost that, that I've lost control of that thing that felt so good to have control of <laughs> because it, because people loved that about me, you know, and it brings on that whole new shadow and guilt and shame. And how do we, how do we recognize when we're shifting? Well, are there moments where there is conflict and you all of a sudden decide not to be responsible for what has happened? Like, for example, I'll share a moment. I won't tell you the whole story, but uh, there was a confrontation in the parking lot that I had with another human and a male yelling at me, stepfather issues. Um, where my tendency would always to take the blame. I always seek to take the blame because I always seek to be responsible so that everybody can go back to being whatever. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, like where at first I was engaging in that. And then I was like, this shift came over me like, hell fucking no, I'm not responsible for your anger. This is the first time you and I have encountered each other. And despite the circumstances x y and z like this i am not responsible for your issue right and when that happened you can see that as a couple of different ways one is that's the emotional maturity of refusing to be responsible for someone's ire regardless of the situation like like no like i know where i stand i know what i did right and did wrong it's having confidence in my own actions and my own ability to say no that isn't what happened the other thing is too is that there was a level of self-protection mm -hmm. which is also i feel a form of love of the self mm -hmm. 
Yeah, of course. Because mm-hmm. when we, when we, most of us who have issues with loving ourselves come from, we're, we're often people pleasers. We're often come from a space where we're not kept in a safe space, like emotionally, mentally, physically, in some way, shape or form, there was some sort of unsafety happening. And for that moment, that was a desire to protect and keep myself, my inner emotions, my heart safe. So it in a healthy way, you know, it wasn't a flee and run and go hide safety. It was a refuting the situation at the point of refusal to even consider that I was responsible. That is me keeping my emotions, my mental my inner child, inner energy, whatever. It was like, I was saying, closing the door to it and saying, nope, this is not us. We're not accepting this energy. Thank you. Have a nice day. You know? So it was, that was like one of the first times I actively felt like I was trying to protect and keep safe what's internal, my emotions, my feelings, whatever. And that's when I knew that, oh, we've made progress. (laughs) It's, it was so that moment that I realized that, oh shit, the, so the, the emotionally immature me would have taken all of that on, tried to refute it, tried to make excuses, tried to like convince the person that there wasn't true. And, and I, and I would have whatever, but because I've shifted, because I'm like in that space of learning how to love myself and knowing that loving myself means protecting it in a way that's like, no, we don't want your energy. We're refusing your inv- invalid ac- accusations and we're not going to stand for it. That yeah. type of standing up for oneself. I knew in that moment that I was like, oh, because I felt good while I was freaked out and bawled my eyes out after because of the intensity of it. There was a sense of like rightness about not allowing that emotion or that conviction that it was my fault to enter my psyche, to enter my heart, to enter my energy field. It was like shields up and like, fuck you. And we're leaving. And like, you know, so I, you know, and I used all of my tools in that moment and it was like, Oh, this is how this works. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. Like, right. I feel okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, the, the, the reason why I brought up the emotional immaturity thing is because I really think that that is a huge part of our shadow and it is a huge part of, of, of everything that, that we are, are, that we are, you know, like so much of our stunted growth is emotional immaturity that, that, that is showing up as problematic in our lives so much of it i mean i sit with i sit with people day in and day out and that's what we we get at when did this message start to come in and how is it playing out to you now because now is what we're we're having major problems now but we have to go all the way back there and 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 help you grow we need to go back and say what did that person need what did that little girl need what did that teenager need in that moment where she shut off how do we how do we put that how do we insert that into that situation so that brain has more things to access once that that trigger comes in because that's all we want to do is is to start to create enough doubt in our minds when that trigger comes in that we have enough time to pause and through that pause we learn how to handle our triggers and make different decisions based on the the emotional maturity that we're trying to create but we don't know how to do that unless we're taught you know, and that's, I mean, that truly is the hardest thing is you can sit in awareness all day, but if you don't have a, a way to learn the tools that can get you from awareness to action that, that can bring you into that better space, then you're just going to sit in awareness. And if we sit in awareness too long, we go right back into shadow, right? Because all we're doing is problem pointing and we, we, we're real good at problem pointing, <laughs> Like we've been trained to be real good at problem pointing, but you know, like what you're saying, the conflict, I mean, it's a people pleaser special, you know, the conflict (laughs) resolution thing, you know, like that's why we people please to avoid conflict. I mean, when you look at every people pleasing situation that I've ever been in, it has always been because I do not want conflict, whether it is conflict between two people in front of me and I have nothing to do with it, but I'm uncomfortable with 
the unsafety that could come from their confrontation or whether or not it's a confrontation with me that is going to wound my self-esteem or any other, you know, part of me that already is wounded or I wouldn't be in the space of needing to people please, (laughs) right? Like I don't need to people please when things don't make sense in my brain, you know, like I'm like, you know, I have, I have a real good ability to, if somebody comes at me with something that has never been true to not react with trauma, it's more reaction with, wonder and like wow that's incredibly weird you know like there's a whole different situation that comes with it but you know i i have always felt like i was battling my people pleasing and what ended up happening was the opposite because again like trying to learn how not to people please is something that it's deeply personal but it is something that like take some time and take some real intentionality. And when you're just winging it, you're just kind of gathering some random information here and there. And so for me, it was like the opposite of people pleasing was telling people to deal with it, you know, or to like, you know, kind of push everything away. I mean, we know that I'm a runner. I'm not a runner. I'm a reforming reforming I couldn't even say reformed reforming yeah. runner because like yesterday I was trying to plan a trip <laughs> to get myself out of the feelings that I'm in but um you know like it comes from that space of the little girl in me that that just doesn't understand what's going on and just wants to get rid of it super quickly and so instead of people pleasing, it was like, well, then become abrasive because that's what, that's what people, that's another thing that people respond to, right? Like is standing in your power, right? Like using those, those, those things very toxically. <laughs> like I'm going to stand in my power, even though my power right now is a 12 year old girl <laughs> who like is totally panicked and has no idea what to do with this situation. But I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to tell you that, you know, that well, this, that, and the other thing. And I have had like a painful, I mean, when I say painful, I, I don't, I can't think right now of another time where I have faced more painful things about myself than recently. Yeah. And it's awful. Like, I think I've gotten little bits here and there, but I got slammed big time with like something, you know, like it was, it's because my heart's involved too. And I think that that, you know, that pain puts it there, but man, did it open my eyes really to being able to have this conversation and say, you know what, at this time, that was when my emotional immaturity came out at this time though, I'm going to say, you know, like being able to own and not own types of things, but then going into there and being like, what do I want to do instead? Where, what do I want to feel instead? What do I want my reaction to say instead? Because I can see from the outside now with my neutral observer, not in my fight or flight, not in my protective measures, not in my defense mechanisms. What did I want to do at that time? Um, I had shared on my on my my timeline something that like gut punched me. And apparently it's at, I think, um, Burning Man. And it's like a cage. It's like, a, like it's a cage and it's two adults back to back. And then inside the cage are two children trying to touch each other. And it's basically the illustration of when we're adults and we get in an argument and we're just mad at each other and we're resentful and we're, you know, holding on to everything. And our inner children are just really screaming for connection at that time. But it's coming out as protection instead of connection. And I was like, oof, like that. I mean, it just took the wind out of me of like. I've never, it's not that I've never heard that before. It's just seeing that illustrated and being going through what I was going through at that time and really being like, okay, what was my inner child doing when I was doing that? Where did that come from? Why did I feel like that was the only thing I could access? And how can I have compassion for that? How can I create love within that? Because I was judging it pretty hard. I was like, damn, like that sucks, man. You were sucky you were really like an asshole, you know? And it was like, okay, yes, your behavior was because again, another defense mechanism, but what did your inner child say? And what did their inner child need? Because you didn't see that either. You couldn't see it. You could only see their adult self showing up and you could only be your adult self in that moment. And it really, I mean, 
guys, I can't say enough how illuminating it was for me and how life-changing it was. It's almost like it gave me relief, which is like, should be the opposite, right? Like, cause it's like, well, am I inviting more conflict into my life now that I'm okay with conflict? You know, like, oh no, like, I don't want to do that. But it is a little bit more like, well, I probably won't see more as many things as conflict because I'm seeing them with different eyes. I'm going to be able to see, see what my inner child is reacting to and try to see what the other person's inner child is trying to say so that I don't have to react that way. And it's, you know, I've, I've been doing this work for a while. I, you know, it, it's been a few months of learning how to, when I feel my, when I feel my inner fire start to bubble being like, no, like you're taking things personally right now that don't need to be taken personally. You're going to go to a level you don't want to go to. It's really not worth it. You know, in particular, there's a person that I fight with about the dumbest things. Like, I mean, really dumb. That's how you can tell that they were inner children fighting with each other. (laughs) It's because it was playground shit, you know, but, you know, being able to in those moments and both of us engaging in it, sometimes not in time, but other times in time of being like, yeah, I don't want to fight about this. This doesn't feel like it's worthy of stealing moments of our friendship together. That doesn't feel like this has earned the right to come in between us right now, you know? Um, But the unfortunate part that I did hold on to it. So we're still working on the resentment part of it (laughs) because it's not resentment and anger. It's resentment and trust of feeling like I was, my trust was betrayed because of how I felt that person felt about me. And it was a whole story that I made up on my own of like, you wouldn't say that if you didn't think I was blank, dumb or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the words are. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is good. This is, it's painful, right? Like self-love is not always like, oh my God, I just learned this thing and it's super wonderful. I was like, I hate it. I don't want to admit it. I don't want to tell people. I don't want to say I'm sorry. I don't want them to be right. (laughs) I like just really want to hide from this entire thing. (laughs) But yeah, it felt good. It did feel good to go to that person and say, listen, I did not see this and I see it now and I want to make apologies and I want to be able to be understood for who I realize I am right now and kind of mend that fence with myself too because that's what I'm doing right now I'm an act of self-love of acknowledging and making amends helps me feel like I'm closing cycles that I need to close and you know it was it was met with you know amazingness And it felt really good. You know, it felt really good to be able to be in that space. And so from there, you know, it grows. Like we were saying, like it, it grows. I want to gain more of that knowledge, not through, you know, exorcism, like what it felt like, (laughs) like universe, little gentler. I am listening now. I was not listening and that's why I needed the exorcism. Got it. Like be more gentle, but It feels good to care about myself and y'all through all of this, it has, you know, to kind of tie it into a lot of the the different ways that we need to self-love. I have been taking better care of myself overall. I have wanted to like move my body in, in different ways and become stronger. I haven't done that in years because I've been in fight or flight for like three freaking years in survival mode. I have been like really conscious of what I'm putting in my body me who used to like be the life of every party. I haven't had alcohol since new year's. I don't want it. I don't care about it, which is like, what, (laughs) you know, but it's all shifting as I start to love myself. And as I start to really get deeper in that self-love self-care cycle that I know brings greatness on the other side of it. And it's, um, you know, again, like not easy, but it is, it feels good. And I think that that's like what I feel like hopefully the examples we're giving you are illustrating that, you know, the trenches of it aren't super fantastic, but you're not in there for very long. You know, if you're really with, with intent and you're with the right healers, 
you're not there for very long. Your release comes a lot sooner when you are sitting in safe spaces and allowing yourself to do this. And man, on the other side, it does feel good. Like, I feel really great. It's almost like I can't stop telling people how I feel now. <laughs> like, ooh, that was a great experience. I'm just going to tell everybody everything now. <laughs> Swing the pendulum the other way and see how good this can feel to just not feel like I have to people please, that I can show up. And that if my shadow shows up, I can also show up with it and be like, oh, so that's interesting. And I'm I'm sorry for not holding that, you know, for letting it loose instead of holding its hand. I will apologize for that, but I am going to go back and hold its hand and be like, Hey man, what were you doing? <laughs> What's happening right then? <laughs> Let's and, talk about it. <laughs> you know, in what better way? I mean, like if, you know, if our listeners out there, if you're struggling and, and working through some of that and working through some of your own whether it's shadow, whether it's oh, emotional maturity and all the other aspects of self-love, this, these are only just a couple facets of what self-love means, you know, and you feel you need help reach out, you know, to us, Vanessa is her spiritual intuitive counselor. Uh, she is amazing. I know. And that's why she's my partner. So <laughs> if you want help from us, aspect of under unpacking some of it and a safe space to look at it with the lens of compassion and love and kindness, or even just acceptance. She helps create that for you. And you can find her at vanessaperry.net or vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com. If you're more in, you know, you kind of like, I've done the work. I, I really feel like I just need to kind of let go of the energy of it, or you just need a good clean out. Like it's the new year. We're releasing a lot of stuff. There was a reason the new year didn't head into great things is because we were in two retrogrades. Now's the time to kind of get rid of some of that energy that was exposed and ready to be let go of over the retrogrades. And you can reach me at grace evergreen at outlook.com. <laughs> I'm like, which email address? Yeah. Um, or <laughs> check out my website, which is not really functional yet, but it's there. It's graceevergreen.com. Um, and check us out. Now let's let's bring them home. Let's, let's, let's kind of tie this up into a better package, you know, with the definition of like, okay, self-love, loving the self. I think for me, it's about everything we do to make ourselves whole again, whether it's healing, whether it's working through our trauma, whether it's through working through our body image issues, whether it's connecting our heart and our minds, whether it's getting a true understanding of who we are, shadow work, um, learning how to be more emotionally mature, uh, like you're a reformed people pleaser, all the things that you do in this process will lead you to loving yourself. None of it, it's not, you know, yes, physical, if you have a struggle with body image issues, it's going to be bubble baths. It's going to be taking care of the body, but it's also going to be going to the doctors. You know, it's going to be taking care of yourself. Maybe you need meds that you haven't been taking because you're rejecting your body and you're rejecting the need for the meds. I do it. I struggle with taking medicine because there's a part of me that that's, it's a form of self-rejection, not taking my meds. Um, so there's different ways that we can begin to slowly show ourselves that inner woundedness, that we are safe. You can trust yourself. You can feel like you're your own ally. All of the work leads to this. So never think that self-love is going to become, it's going to show up on a six weeks course. Yeah. It may be part of it, if you decide that that's really the course for you, great. But just don't have the expectation that it's all going to happen in a minute. It's a slow evolution and there's varying degrees of self-love from acceptance to, I kind of like that. I kind of like myself to, wow, I'm really starting to discover and I'm really starting to love who I am to the point where, you know, you've done 
a lot of the work and a lot of the healing and you're on board and you see that there's always work to be done. But at the same time, you're like, that's okay. I'm on board. I'm self-love. You know, I'm, I'm team, whatever that happens over time. And sometimes it's not a long time. And sometimes it seems like it takes forever, but just know that every step you take matters. It matters. The things that you do, all the healing that you're doing, everything matters. Even if from last week, if you're like, well, today I'm going to rest. That's a form of self-love. All of it matters. Mm -hmm. And the more consistent you are with working to be like, I don't want to say the opposite, but working to be more compassionate, more loving, more kind, more gentle with yourself allows yourself to see that, oh, I can trust me again. That's, I think that's what self-love comes down to. It's about trusting mm-hmm. and trusting that you're going to do the best you can and, and you're going to make mistakes, but that you understand and, and that there's a sense of, oh, okay, maybe not, let's not do that again. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, right. being willing to see where, you know, okay, that's not so good for us and that's better for us. So we're going to choose this instead. So yeah. Yeah, that's like my kind of definition. So, you know, I, you know, Vanessa, what, what did I miss? And what is your kind of definition? How do you see self-love? I mean, I don't think you missed anything. I mean, I think it feel it feels like that is, is like the, the embodiment of it, but it's so diff it's so different for all of us because of what our lives look like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so the stuff that we've described here, if you don't have those issues, you know, that, that presented themselves in your life, then your idea of self-love is going to be directed in a different place. It's, it's, you know, it, it may not be like, for me, it's relationships. You may have no problems in relationships truly, but you have problems, you know, showing up with your talents, you know, and, and that, that's the work that you're doing because that's where you're self-deprecating, you know, it's different for everybody. But I think that for me, like, um, the biggest acts of self-love that I've needed to create for myself were acceptance, curiosity about who I am, you know, and like that open curiosity to allow for all parts of it to show up, but also just wanting something higher vibe, you know, wanting something that feels better, you know, like being able to sit in moments and say, I don't like how this feels and not do it with judgment, not do it with like somebody else did this to me, but just kind of be like, I don't like how this feels. I'd like for this to feel different. How did this happen? You know, where did I show up or not show up? How did that other person show up? Um, You know, and what did it do to me so that I can be, you know, curious about it versus reactive. You know, like, I think for me, the the main theme of my self-love has been you know, not being reactive, you know, curiosity over confrontation, really just drilling down the whys until I get to a place where I am at the important part instead of, you know, running around on the surface with all the things that are not important, you know, I guess is kind of, you know, what I'm saying. And I think, you know, it's really important, really, really important for everybody listening to remember that you're listening to us talk about this work that we're doing. So a lot of people look, look to us, right. For that's why you're here. Like, right. You're looking to us for, for guidance. And we're telling you that we're still doing this work, that we're still bit by bit putting pieces together because that is life. You are not going to get it together at 30 and then nothing ever happens and you never have a trigger and you never have anything to heal. That's not how it works. <laughs> like that's not the, the the goal of life is to figure it out and then ride it out. That's never going to happen because the world happens, people happen. You know, the, the, the thing I really want everybody to take home when they talk about self-love is really just understanding that ongoing process does not mean anything negative. It's actually super positive. When you stop growing, that's when we have, that's when we're in a danger place. That's when we're in a place where we have shut ourselves off to all of those things where we've decided to dance around in denial. That's, that's really when, you know, when, when we're in trouble. So stay curious, stay observant, stay 
as neutral as you possibly can because life life is the wild card and we're just we're really just trying to get through it absolutely thank you all for spending this last hour with us and listening and opening your hearts and we hope that we've given you enough information to help you on your journey as well as make you curious of your own definition of self-love and and what they mean and maybe shift it to a more reasonable expectation of yourself and understand that you can still be healing and you can still love yourself at the same time. So we love you and we hope that you have a great week ahead. Reach out to us should you need us. Take care, everybody. Love you If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at vanessaperrycounselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further, through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.